Hello, and thank you for tuning in to the fifth episode of the How She Ate an Elephant podcast. Before I get started, I just want to apologize for missing last week, but I had a good excuse. I was out of town um, hosting the first ever Black Alumni Association event at my alma mater. It went really, really well, and if you listened all the way to the end, I have an interesting story about something I learned at that event. I'm also going to be trying something different this week. I'm doing my first ever interview in life. I mean, not just for this podcast. I mean, ever, 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 ever. So I'm doing that with my friend. We'll call her Roxanne for today. And we are going to be discussing this week's topic, which is to be aware that it's not about you and trying as much as possible to remember in situations when we take things personally to remind ourselves that the world does not revolve around us and hopefully that will improve our interactions with people and also help us take the opportunity to be better friends and improve relationships and also to just clear your mind so here goes okay sounds good okay Roxanne yes (laughs) okay (laughs) okay you can do it um, um, and then Roxanne, do you want to introduce yourself? I just realized that if I nod, that nobody can tell I'm nodding. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Hello, and thank you for tuning into the fifth episode of the How She Ate an Elephant podcast. Today, I'm super excited because I'm joined by one of my really good friends. We will call her Roxanne for today. Um, to talk about this week's topic, which is to know when it's not about you. We used to live together, and we went to school together, and I don't know. She knows more things about me than most people. Hi, I'm Roxanne. Um, I'm a teacher, a sort of artist, and just somebody who's really interested in talking about emotions and people and how we react to things and what we go through. Oh, okay. So this week's topic was something that we discussed a few weeks ago at brunch. And we were talking about this podcast, actually, and some of the ideas that I had. And you really gravitated towards this one. Um, <clears throat> and so before we talk about why, I want to really quickly give a brief explanation of what it means like when it's not about you so I'm talking about all the situations that we take personally that are not personal and we make about ourselves Mm -hmm. that are not about ourselves and so the example that I always use for how I realized that this was an an issue or something that I wanted to focus on was because um well it's a short story so a friend of mine she was just going through a pretty difficult time, I think, with work and relationships and life and kind of had fallen into this habit of complaining a lot. And um, she would say things like, you know, I hate when people always talk about their boyfriends. You know, I don't have a boyfriend. I don't have anything to contribute. And it's just very tiring for me. I feel like people are being selfish because they don't know how to relate to me. And so, I mean, I kind of understand where she was coming from, and then that kind of escalated into more things where she would say stuff like, you know, everyone around me is having babies, and all they want to talk about is babies and look at baby pictures. And, you know, I just feel like it's really selfish because I don't have a baby, and I don't understand 
what they're talking about and I can only talk about babies for so long. And okay, that's also understandable. But in the scheme of things, people who have babies, like that's the center of their world. The center of their world has shifted. And I feel like I also saw that I could, I felt like I could have said those things that were coming out of her mouth. And so this really came, became apparent one time when I was with this friend and a few other people and uh, there was another person who wasn't there. Let's call her like person A. Person A wasn't in the room and it, let me explain this thing. So person A was not in the room and everyone was asking where she was and it turned out that person A was pregnant and was not feeling well that day. And the subject of my story, who I'm gonna call person B, person B was like, oh my God, I had no idea that she was pregnant. Why did no one tell me? And proceeded to sort of get upset that no one had mentioned it to her. And person A actually had made a conscious decision not to bring it up because they didn't know how to tell her. And so even though she wasn't in the room, person B kind of validated that by saying like, oh my God, I can't believe she didn't tell me. And another one of my friends is pregnant. And, you know, instead of saying, wow, that's great. I hope she's doing well. You know, that's so amazing for her. She's a newlywed. You know, she wanted to have kids and now she's pregnant. And it just, those are the right reactions. And I saw person B's reaction to this whole situation. And I realized that I saw myself in it. I'm not even hating on this girl because I think a lot of people have the capability to get to that where she is and say those things and think those things. But when I saw it from my perspective, it was not a good look and it wasn't something that I wanted to emulate. So that's the reason why I came up with this topic and I brought it up with Roxy. And um, yeah, so Roxy, how is this topic relevant in your life? Well, I think I also can see myself sort of in that person on um, maybe more regular day-to-day things. And I find myself um, feeling really guilty sometimes for things that I didn't do. So there's, it might be a little bit different from that particular example where I didn't, I'm not trying to make it about me, but I, I, it is about me in my head, if that makes sense. So to give you an example, in my house, I live with um, a couple other girls, and if one of them says, wow, we really need to clean up the kitchen, there are so many dishes, I'm going to take it personally and think that that's about me, and even if not one of those dishes is mine, I'm going to feel guilt, and I'm going to feel like, wow, I really need to get on top of my dishes and make sure I'm cleaning dishes, and I'm going to like make a conscious effort to clean more dishes, even though in reality, that situation was not about me and it was addressed to the whole house and was probably even more geared towards someone in particular. Yeah, I mean, and it's good that you respond to those things and you want to, like, create an environment for other people that makes them happy and comfortable, but then you take on an extra burden because of that. And I feel like that is one of the ways that it can impact you personally, but it can also impact things like your relationships. Mm -hmm. So there are many times where... Um, you know, you can know someone and they seem to be upset about something and you instantly think it could be about something that you've done. And so instead of figuring out why they're upset and maybe helping them out with that, you can feel guilty and like maybe avoid it or maybe apologize or make it about yourself. And then, you know, it's just, it's just not a way to treat people 
empathetically or compassionately and it can I think keep you from making the best out of your relationships and it can be a detriment in some cases so okay how do you think that this topic of making about yourself or taking things personally is affecting your life like outside of your house um I think it's affecting my relationship a lot because um I find myself often feeling guilty for things that aren't about me when the person I'm with is upset or angry and then it makes me upset or angry because I feel like I'm responsible for something when I'm not and then on the flip side of that if I've okay so this might be better explained with an example so if I've done something for my boyfriend and I've done this really nice thing like maybe I spent all day setting something up for him or like I really feel like I've put a lot of energy into him I'm going to expect him to feel guilty because I've been doing this thing for him. And so when he doesn't react in a way that's about me, I take it personally and I get angry about it. When really he's just doing the right thing of being like, you did this nice thing for me. I don't need to feel, does that make mm-hmm. sense? Like, yeah. I don't need to feel bound to what you did because it's not about me. You did that because you wanted to be nice. Yeah. I know that's kind of like a different way of thinking about it, but I realize like I feel like I'm resp- like I need to make other people feel like they should feel guilty because that's the way I react to things. Yeah, it's true. And I think like okay, so I heard this expression the other day and I think it applies to what you just said. It's like we're all the main character in our own movie, mm-hmm. but not the main character in anybody else's movie. Right. And like we are constantly trying to get we I think whenever these situations come up, it's like because we we don't understand that other people are not focused on us or that like their life does not revolve around us. So I see where you're coming from. Um, it's definitely not like something that you can change in one day. I think it comes with practice. I'm mm-hmm. definitely still working on it. Um, and okay. So what we can do is come up with some tips for us to address the next time or for the next few weeks and see if it makes an, an impact. So we can check in together and see. Sounds good. Um, okay. So some of the tips that I found on the internet and thought about situations is mostly about figuring out ways to create space between you and your reaction. And you mm-hmm. actually had said one before we started this that I think would be really, really good. I think it encompasses like all aspects. Right. So um, one of the things that I um, have learned from therapy sessions is that if you want to create space or, or really kind of distance yourself from a situation within that situation, you can just take a couple breaths. And that sounds really um, trivial and like it's not really going to work, but it really just sets at least a couple seconds of time between what your reaction to what somebody says. Um, and so taking a couple breaths and then another trick is to sort of look at something and make an observation about it so that your mind is actually thinking about something else than the situation and then that can create more perspective and you can be more reflective in how you answer the question or react to what the person has said so what would that sound like in your head like if you're in a specific let's say you're like sitting in the living room okay so say I'm sitting in the living room and someone is talking to me and there's 
I start feeling like, oh no, I did something wrong, or this is about me, or I'm starting to feel guilt or anger because I'm being put in a situation I don't like, or whatever it is, and I'm making it about myself, I might take a second, breathe, and then look at the plant and notice how the leaves are folding in together. Mm -hmm. And then think about, and actually I think an extra step that I would take is think about, oh, I remember that this person didn't get a lot of sleep last night and they have been going through a lot with work and maybe they're actually upset about something that doesn't have anything to do with me and I can sort of take that lens with how I react to the situation. Mm -hmm. I really like that because it's action-oriented and Mm -hmm. it helps to create, like it helps you to get the time to sort of get some distance, like we said earlier, but then also to react with compassion or with empathy to understand where this person is coming from and then also like instead of just jumping to your first reaction which could be defensive or confrontational or to ignore it or not address the thing you could just ask a question Mm -hmm. to get more clarification and then maybe if it is about you then you'll know if that person says it but most likely it's not going to be yeah I like that because I think it's it's easy to do I think it takes more time to explain than it actually does yeah. In real life. Because we think so much faster than we talk. And yeah. Um, another thing I just thought of that I do sometimes or I would like to try to do is um, think about a time when you you don't make it about yourself, right? Like, I know for me as a teacher, when a student acts out, I never think it's about me. I just know that something else is going on with that child maybe something happened that day and they're just taking it out on me. And so I would never react in a personal way with a student. And so I think being able to think like about that particular way you react to somebody you know you're not going to take personally with and then apply it to a situation where you do take it personally mm-hmm. and think about like, okay, what if this was my student right now? How would I react? Mm-hmm. And then you can sort of apply those. I like that. I don't really know if there are many situations in life where I don't make things me like as clear cut as yeah. it is like your work persona but I'll try and find one yeah maybe apply it maybe with like certain friends that you would never really feel angry towards yeah because you know that you know you just trust that it's not it's not personal mm-hmm. no, no. yeah I can think about it but anyways <laughs> so there you have it our tips for how to remember that things are not about you and how to hopefully that can improve relationships and just how you interact with people around you I know that that would definitely help me be a better friend and family member and honestly a worker if I learned to 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 know that some things are not about me um and I really want to and I really quickly want to say thank you to Roxanne for being my first interviewee, I've never interviewed someone in my life before. You're welcome. <laughs> so, can only go up from here, but I'm really glad it was you, and yeah, thank you. Yeah, this was an awesome experience. Thank you. Okay, so this week's book of the week was The Four Agreements by Don Miguel Ruiz. Um, as I mentioned last time, it took me a little bit longer than I expected to read, um, because it was so full of good information, 
I just felt that I needed more time to reflect on each chapter. I ended up getting it done um, within a week after the last podcast. So I think it took me about two weeks to read, although in total reading time, it probably was two hours, maybe. Um, I think this is my favorite book that I've read so far because I don't know, there's really, I don't really have any criticism of it. To be honest, there was something new and interesting said in each chapter, even though the titles were not really that profound sounding. So those four, uh, four agreements that were mentioned in the book were always try your best, don't take things personally, don't make assumptions, and be impeccable with your word. So these four things seem pretty simple where, you know, be careful what you say and what you think about yourself. Um, don't make assumptions about anything, really. Don't take things personally and always trying your best. Sounds so simple, and they're things that we've heard for so long, but he really puts a lot of reasoning behind it that it's just hard to forget. Like I really think after reading this book, I've already noticed how I change the way I approach different situations. Um, yeah, my biggest takeaways from this were be good to yourself. Things are as important as you let them be. And I just really enjoyed the prayers at the end of the book. It's really not specific to any religion. It was just nice things to say out loud and to say about yourself and the world around you. And I highly recommend reading it. I've actually bought two copies of this book and given it to other people. I'm going to get the hard cup copy for myself. Like it's just, it's just really good. So I'll probably read more books by Don Miguel Ruiz later, but yeah, this is great. I actually want to share one story of how this book has already helped me deal with situations that come up in, you know, everyday life. So as I mentioned earlier, Last week, I didn't put out a podcast episode because I was traveling. I went back to my alma mater because I'm involved with the Black Alumni Association there. And in the planning for the event, um, we were all just kind of like scrambling to do what was left for this event that ended up going so well. I'm very happy about that. But in the days leading up to it, of course, there's normally things to do that fall through the cracks. And, you know, a lot of people just take initiative and make decisions. And unlike some of the others in the group, I'm not actually located in the same city as my alma mater. And because of that, some of the coordination activities that go with planning an event um, on the ground are a little bit slower for me to do and some of the others on the team because we're not physically there. And so naturally, the people on the ground started taking more initiative and planning activities and, you know, just getting stuff done in preparation for the event that they knew would have taken us a little bit longer. But in the process, it kind of felt a little exclusionary for myself. And especially because I was traveling there for the event and really wanted to be a part of it. And because of that, I started to feel a kind of way about it and, you know, started to think that maybe it was intentional. Even though I've known these people for so long and we're friends and we've got involved in this together because we are friends, it just got into my head that there was some sort of plot to sort of take control of this group that is a volunteer organization without any pay. It's very normal for me to kind of 
take my first assumption and just run with it. And a lot of the times, you know, your first thought is correct, but in this specific case, um, it just wouldn't be helpful, especially because we work together and we talk once a week to promote this Black alumni organization. Anyways, in the process, it kind of took a step back after reading this book. I had the tools to kind of say, okay, what is it that I don't know? And now can that impact my interpretation of this whole thing? And I was really able to sort of walk myself back to a normal place, which is these people who I trust and have demonstrated the ability to make sound decisions and take initiative and are extremely reliable are just doing what needs to be done and that it's really not about me. And so I was able to bring it up in a way that was not confrontational and really smooth it over when we were in person. But I was really proud of myself overall of how I handled this because, you know, just a few months ago, I could imagine myself handling it differently. I mean, there's a lot of things that uh, can can be interpreted in different ways, and I'm sure that if I had explained it in a certain way, it would have sounded justifiable. But I saved some relationships and, you know, squashed some beef and also highlighted the achievements and the contributions of my friends to what was a very successful event. So anyways, um, still finding new ways to not take it personal. I'm sure there's way more areas where I can put this into my life, but I can already see the help and this book was a big part of it. So I hope that you do read it and I hope that you'll be listening next week as well. Thanks. JK, that was actually not it because there's also a book for this week that I'll be reading, which is called What It Means When a Man Falls from the Sky. I know that in a previous episode, I mentioned that I was listening to LeVar Burton Reads, where he reads short stories every week in their entirety. And one of them really stood out, which was by Leslie Nenka Arima, who's a Nigerian author. She just came out with her debut collection of short stories, which I've heard have a mix of fantasy and realism and futurism. And the story that I heard by LeVar Burton was the title story of the collection, which is what it means when a man falls from the sky. I had requested it from my local library on the Overstock, oh, excuse me, Overdrive app. And it just came through, so I'm putting it at the top of the list since I'm probably not going to be able to get it again once it leaves my uh, app um, because there was a really long waiting list. Anyways, so this is really it, and I look forward to reviewing that for you guys. Um, And if you're wondering, I did not finish The Magicians because I just wasn't feeling it. I think I like the TV show better. I might try again later, but... Yeah. Unfortunate, but it happens. Okay. Thanks for listening.